So, good morning. Good morning. So, we're now on episode, this is 34. Yeah. Right. Um, what are we talking about today? Well, it's Top 10 Tuesday. Top 10 Tuesday. So, we have, since we started doing the Top 10s, we've had Top 10 uh, books, um, inspirational books for entrepreneurs. Yes, which I failed at today. So, yes. <laughs> you reminded me this morning that I was supposed to have done the top 10 books for me because you yeah. did yours last Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday before. Tuesday before. Was it really the Tuesday before? Yeah, because last oh. week was top ways to make money in 2020. Oh, uh, yeah, online. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and then this one uh, today is top 10 essential tools to give small businesses the edge. Cool. And this was really hard actually when I started planning this out because. There's loads of tools that right. we use, and it, um, I found it quite hard to find the top 10, really, because yeah. um, I was like, oh, and that one, and that one, and that one. So, um, you know, maybe we'll, we'll expand on it um, in future podcasts, but I guess these are the kind of bare essentials, well, not bare essentials, but the ones that will really move you forward. So this is stuff that effectively will stop stop you doing all the stuff at the very front of your business for well, all just the time, op- right? No, 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 not necessarily stop you, but just optimise yeah everything that you do yeah. so um whether that's stuff for yourself um as the kind of business owner um or whether that's just things to make things easier um right. things to little tricks for you to kind of not hack things but um you know just uh well i suppose hack things in a way yeah yeah so yeah because generally especially in today's world someone has created an app yeah. To solve the problem that you're having. Yeah, and most of in these most cases, right? are either free, have free options, or are just low, very low cost. So, yeah, because um, I remember back in the day when we first started looking at automated certain aspects of Smiley Booth, for mm-hmm. example, the photo booth hire company we have, and um, I remember talking to our friends about, oh yeah, well you just build this bit and you put this bit in, and they just couldn't, they, they, was, like, they was like, that's amazing, That's like, it sounds like it's the most expensive complicated thing yeah. in the world when actually most of these tools are actually quite easy to use well it, it's still still now to be mm. honest and and i genuinely don't understand why or how software is so cheap especially now that we're building a software company mm. ourselves yeah um to just to make something intuitive is is so complex and difficult yeah um that i i mean it's great that it's cheap for all us entrepreneurs yeah. but it's um yeah it's hat. really expensive to develop. Yeah, yeah. Hat, yeah. Hats off to them all because it's um, what what these software companies, you know, software as a service uh, companies create is nothing short of magical in lots of ways. Yeah, and they literally are betting on, I mean, if you think about when we talk about abundance and all this kind of stuff, yeah. a software company is a great example of that mindset, right? Because yeah, yeah. if, you, if you look at any of the apps you use or, or anything to do with software, there's a huge amount of money they have to invest up front for, for the first user to have a nice experience, mm. just user number one. Yeah. But they're entirely betting on thousands, if not millions of users down the road. Yeah. But that might not be for years. Yeah, yeah. And they, so they lose money. They very much a go huge amount, yeah. in the hole before they come back out the other yeah. side. Yeah. yeah, very much so. So, shall we jump in? Okay. Okay, um, so let me just see if I've put these in the right order. Oh, is it one of these top tens? Is yeah, it? I've just right. realised that. Um, okay, so number 10 is... Um, is this in order? Yeah, it is Okay. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I've just rejigged it in my head. Um, it's, it's quite a basic one um, right. that you, you need, obviously, some way of taking payment from people. Right. Uh, so lots, if you've got a, a 
product or um, especially things like drop shipping and stuff nowadays, yeah. you want to use something like Shopify um, or um, Amazon or anything like that. A lot of those are built in. But yeah. if you want to be putting sales on your own website um, yeah. and therefore you've got more control, you need to be using a payment platform. Something like Stripe yeah. is a really good one. And um, PayPal, which yeah. is an obvious one. Um, PayPal is also great because, and I'm not sure if Stripe does this, but PayPal, you know, you can pay other people. Yeah, so yeah, as yeah. well as taking payments um, and putting checkouts on your site or whatever, you can quite easily pay someone else. And and if you've just used a freelancer as a one-off, yeah. it's much easier than kind of trying to set up loads of payment details for them, etc. Yeah. You just chuck them a payment via an email address and, and it's done. Well, yeah, the so. so this is uh, something that we've had an interesting experience with some of our franchisees mm-hmm. around, right? So because... This is a great example. So some of our franchisees have never run a business before in their lives. Mm-hmm. But they come with this pre like this idea of what being in business is yeah. or what like or they have a set way of doing transactions themselves that they expect everybody else to do. Yeah. And so um there there were some individuals that were just determined that doing online payments is not a good thing. Yeah. It's it's like or or doing like or or paying a fee for an online payment service was in some way shape or form a bad idea. Yeah. And um and so they would often ask their clients to supply them with a check. Yeah. Or do a bank transfer. Yeah. And just like in marketing, you need speed. Yeah. Like for someone to buy, if you can make the convenience for someone to buy your service, whether it's to place a deposit or buy uh, whatever it is you whatever widget you're trying to sell. If if you're asking them to write a check or, I mean even checks the checks still exist today, exactly. don't they? Yeah. But or do a bank transfer. That's a faff. Yeah. Whereas if you've got a PayPal button, and that's yeah. the great thing about PayPal, right? Well, PayPal, you can just literally take create a button within their platform and stick it as a widget on your website. Yeah, it's Done. taking card payments. I mean, we we haven't got that properly set up with say it yet. We have as in on the on the platform. But, it, but I had a business customer come to me yesterday yeah. and she literally waved the card in front of... I was on a Zoom call. Oh, really? She went, can I pay you now? And I was like, <laughs> um, no, sorry. And it's because we haven't done that little bit yet. But it, yeah. that's what people want to do. They want to pay now. Yeah, just get it out of the way. Exactly. They don't want to have to think about it. They don't want to be invoiced. They, they want to pay it now. So, yes, PayPal will charge you a fee. So will Stripe. I think yeah. PayPal is fractionally more expensive than Stripe. But... It's worth it to get the sale. Oh, 100%. Yeah, you don't underestimate the convenience factor that those services... And how difficult it is to become a card-taking... Um, like, if you go to your main bank, for mm-hmm. example, and say, right, I want to be um, somebody who uses merchant services, which is a, which is the na- name, the official name for being able to take card payments from somebody. Yeah. They, they take you through quite a, a laborious application process... Yeah to assess whether you can or can't. And then sometimes there's fees associated with, there's just, just a setup. And don't you need to, because I think we had to when we had our payment terminal in the office for Smiley Boo, don't Tell you have pay, payment terminal. Um, don't you have to have a certain amount of transactions go through it? Don't you have, a, have to have a minimum? Yeah, well they base their fee structure yeah. on um, what your anticipated turnover is, yeah. if I remember rightly. It's been a while. Um, so, but it's... It's a headache, right? Yeah. It's whatever happens. It, the idea of it's basically it's it's basically banks and and financial institutions applying their normal application processes for bigger businesses mm. than you might be mm-hmm. as a small business owner who are used to doing maybe tens, if not hundreds, of thousands of pounds per month 
just through that terminal. Yeah. And and you're like, well, okay, well, it might, I'd like to take £1,000 per month yeah. through this or £2,000 per month. So they apply the same application protocols on you as they would a, a, a bigger customer. Right. Whereas PayPal, yeah. it's just like stick your email address in, yeah, exactly. jump for a couple of hoops and you're there. Stripe's the same. It's yeah. like the speed to go from, oh, I can't take car payments to yes, I can, yeah. is 20 minutes yeah. like online and you're, you're ready. Yeah. You're ready to roll. So. Um, and another top tip with um, PayPal is, is to connect it to your business account. Yes. Um, yeah. Because if you end up having it as a separate account or connected to your personal account it, it just causes which is so easy to do because obviously yeah. they ask for you as a person when you're kind of setting it yeah. up it's just a, such a headache when it comes to your accounts oh some, yeah so, whereas if it's already connected to your business account it, it if if you pay for anything with paypal it pulls it out of your account so it's a lot yeah. more obvious as to to what that payment is because we've been there and, and you've had a paypal account i've had a paypal account oh, we've had it for di- different businesses and it just gets really confusing well, and you don't remember right so you do think to yourself yeah. at the time that you're doing it you're like oh i remember to do this down the road yeah. or yeah, I'll know what that transaction is because you know it now and you might remember it next week. You might remember it if you're really lucky next month. You won't remember it 12 months, 18 months down yeah. there. And if you're just starting out in business um, then if and you're in the UK, you don't have to put your accounts in for something like 18 months. Yeah. Um, but when you do put your accounts in, what they will do is they'll say, uh, it's often the case where you not only have to pay the tax that you've just paid, but you have to contribute to the potential tax that you're going to pay yeah. in the future as well. So it's it you need to know those numbers really well. So yeah, yeah. allocating a business account and having everything set up correctly from the beginning just removes any potential headaches. But yeah, yeah. so many small sorry just to say, yeah, but so so many small businesses like, um, and we'll have a, a couple of we've got a couple of guests on the podcast who are micro businesses, mm-hmm. right? They're not. They're literally, it's just them. They do everything in the business and um, they're very passionate about what they do. It's, it's an extension of their crea- creativity, I mm-hmm. suppose. And it would be very easy for them just to say, well, I don't need that because I know every one of my customers by name, mm-hmm. almost by face, mm-hmm. and they just pay me by a bank transfer. It's like, no, 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 no. Just get it all done on cards because that allows you to scale the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and another one alongside that is if you... Um, you know, the world is a, a smaller place nowadays. Everybody's uh, transacting with each other all over the world. And especially if you do use platforms like Fiverr or Upwork and you're using freelancers, you know, nine times out of ten, they're not going to be from your home country. Yeah. And an easy way to pay, pay people abroad or buy stock abroad mm-hmm. um, or if you're a freelancer working for someone else is transfer-wise. Um, yeah. So they're, those, their fees on um, changing the currency are very, yeah. very low, much yeah. lower than you'll pay at your bank. Uh, much easier than you because your bank will often require you to come in and yeah. it's the right palaver. So, um, yeah, using uh, TransferWise, I've always found really useful. And also from a consumer's perspective, by the way, um, for taking car payments, if, if a consumer's got a choice, if, if let's say let's say you, are, you bake cakes, just for argument's sake, right? And they're booking you for the um, their grandmother's 90th birthday party next month right so they've they and they just want to get this thing ticked off their list right so they want to pay you for your service they're talking to you and they're talking to your competitor and they have a choice between you saying okay can you send me a bank transfer or your competitor says can you do that but you can do that by card then you're like and they can pay it by credit card whether or not they 
whatever relationship they've got with the credit card is irrelevant. What, what is important to them as a potential customer is all the protections that go with that payment processing, mm-hmm. right? So from a consumer's perspective, it's way safer for them to pay you by debit or credit card because they get all the protections of the bank. If you go bust or you just don't show, they can do something called clawback. Mm-hmm. And clawback is where they go to the bank and go and say, look, such and such promised me this. So I paid them and they never showed up mm. and they took this payment. Can you, and uh, and it's, it's not good enough. And then subsequently the bank will go, right, okay, you're right, they're wrong. Yeah. And it will immediately claw, go back to that company and say, whoever that individual is and say, right, okay, you owe this person this amount of money, we'll be debiting out your account. Mm. Now you might be thinking from a business owner's perspective, like, oh, Jesus, that sounds awful because that basically means that I could sell loads of stuff and then half of my customers could just like stiff me. They could just mm-hmm. basically do clawback on yeah. half my product. Well, one, clawbacks are normally a tiny, tiny percentage. And it's normally because a company literally has not delivered, mm-hmm. right? The, the chances of it being a fraud, like someone just trying to rip you off and is we, very small. And, and you get to defend yourself because we only ever had one in the whole... In 12 years, yeah, we'd have one. Yeah. 12 years that we've been running. Well, the, the kind of five or six where we were taking car payments directly ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was un, unjustified. And we said to the bank, that's not right. And they were like, oh, okay. Yeah, well, the well, that was yeah, yeah, it was a great example because she this this individual had basically listed like had, had basically wanted that she paid by a credit card I yeah. think, and um, there was something that had happened at the event. I think she just whatever. Well, no, it, it's a long story. It's, it's a long story, but she yeah. had determined that she wanted to inflame the issue to such a great extent and made up a load of false. It was the one things. where we had a car accident on the way to the event. Oh wow. Yeah. So we, we, I didn't want to go through the story because I don't want to elongate this, but uh, you, you brought it up now. So we, the, our crew had a car accident on the way to the event um, yeah. and they were literally like bits of food scattered across the motorway. Yeah. You went and met them because they, they were only maybe half an hour from leaving our base to where they were going, which was about three hours away. And, um, and one of them went to hospital, whiplash and all this kind of yeah. stuff. But in the meantime, I managed to get another photo booth company to go in and cover us. Yeah. Um, did a great service. Bride they did a perfect job. Yeah. Um, but the, the person that had paid for it was, I think, the bride's sister? or Something, something like something that. Yeah, they were yeah, a relative um, of. And she decided that she'd try and do clawback because it wasn't us that turned up. Yeah. <laughs> Even yeah, though they we... still had a, a great service and... We, we would have been perfectly within our rights to say, sorry, we're, we we're, can't do we're the spread event. across the M25 at the yeah. moment. <laughs> but we pulled out all the stops. Yeah, right? we did, absolutely. And we made we made a, a significant loss on that yeah, deal. Yeah, because we paid another company Because we were just there. like, it doesn't matter what happens, this person's getting a photo booth yeah. at their event. So, so there was we made no money. We made a loss on that event, but it's like we, the way we felt, it was not their fault. Exactly. It's, it's, it's nobody's fault, but we need to solve the problem. Yeah. But the point is, the bank rang us. Yeah, and they we told them that story and they were fine. Yeah. So, so, I don't know why you wouldn't want to tell that story. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's a good story, but it's just, we've just got 10 points to get through. <laughs> yeah, this might be a long episode, guys. Um, I, I promise I won't keep taking people down tangents. But the point is, from a consumer perspective, it gives them reassurance. From a business perspective, it, it increases speed and the potential for automation. So if you haven't got card payment processing on any of your services right now, you're nuts. It's yeah. like, it's... If 2021, 2020 onwards, you, you can't function without it. Yeah, absolutely. So that's taking payments. Um, along the payment lines as well is number nine, uh, which is some kind of accounting software. 
I feel like you just told me off for talking too much. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell you off. Um, so yeah, number nine is accounting system. So if you're a very small business or have just started out, um, you might be tempted, and in fact, some of our franchisees do this and they drive me crazy when they do it. They they send hand invoices. You know, oh, not geez. hand, but on like word. They, on they'll word. type yeah, one exactly. out on word, yeah. And whenever I engage somebody's services and I get a typed out invoice, my heart always sinks because yeah. I know what effort they're going through one to just create the invoice yeah. but to keep track of everything even if they're hyper organized and they've got it all in excel and stuff there's so many more easy ways to do it and yeah. accounting software does not need to be complicated or expensive yeah. it used to be so you used to use something like you, your accountant might say to you oh try quickbooks yeah which was incredibly complex yeah. and very expensive it's now not they do have a much more simplified version but my preferred options um it used to be zero and and do have a look at zero which is which is great i'll put the links on the website but i left zero for zoho just because zero's zoho's customer support was so much better we're not sponsored by the way by any of these guys or no. this is just our experience absolutely so. um so zoho is great um they also have lots of other apps that i don't use but you could use like crms and sorts of things that you can kind of plug in um and also i use wave um mm-hmm. so i tend to use wave um if we've just started a business yeah. and we're not sure where it's going to go yeah and you want to keep the business as lean as possible. Yeah, exactly, cost-wise. because Wave is 100% free. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I don't know how they do it. I'm sure they've obviously got upgrades, etc. but I've only ever used the free bit of it. Yeah. And then if that business is something that we are going to pursue and take more seriously, I'll switch across to Zoho and use, use Yeah, those. and the cool thing about all of those platforms is they allow you to automate the process. So, for example, you might have a situation, like going back to Smiley Booth Photo Booth Hire, the, the way that that would work is if someone would book us would be speaking to us today about an event that might be happening in 18 months time, mm-hmm. right? A year to 18 months time. So the way we do it is we say, okay, we will 100% be arriving at your event. Um, we've agreed what it is and everything else. So you pay us a deposit today and then the balance is due 30 days before your event. So so from the processing of that, it's it's really easy. We, in, we go on to something like one of these systems, we create two invoices. One invoice for the for the deposit, um, and one invoice for the balance that's due. Well, not even before. you can create one invoice and just put the deposit against it. Oh, there we go. So, so it just remembers and it, it and it automatically sends it to the yeah. customer thirty days before. So you're not in this situation. Of, do you remember the days when we used to do that? Yeah. Back in, back in like twenty, whenever it was. 10 or 11, 12. need to invoice so-and-so. We used to have a pile of booking forms mm-hmm. and we used, at the beginning of every month, yeah. we used to be going, right, have you invoiced out yet? And we used to yeah. literally just be typing out Word document invoice, nightmare. Yeah, Absolute and then the accounting, nightmare. that was all done by hand as well. Oh. Whereas these platforms will do pull all your accounting in for you. A lot of them will have an automatic feed with your bank. Yeah. So it's just pulling in all the bank transactions once a month. Yeah. Um, sorry, every every day. And then you go in once a month and just go, yes, no, yes. You know, yeah. just, just kind of tidy up a little bit. Yeah, it's, and you don't need to be, you don't have to have a massive understanding on accounting or finance, just anything. It's just literally how much is, who is the person you're paying or is paying you? And how much is it? Like, well, and they're not it? complex. That's why I pref- I personally prefer Zoho because, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, c- accounting can be complicated. Yeah, very much. Not in terms of the in and out, but the... Language. 
well, yeah, and, and kind of when things need to be ready for, like if you've got a month, the 1st to the 30th, but yeah. you invoice them, but you don't get paid to the next month, do you count yeah. it in that month? It can be complex. And um, Zoho just makes it all very kind of straightforward. And if there is any issues, as I say, their customer support's really good. Yeah, you made me think about so. how much that's evolved. Because I remember when I used to be in banking years and mm. years ago, and it used to be like Sage. Yeah, yeah, they were so complex. Really complex. And I remember going into... There were courses bus- to use them. Exactly. And I remember walking into businesses, and they would literally have a member of staff yeah. in their office, and their whole role was just to manage yes. the Sage. Yeah, absolutely. And, and manage the money coming in and out. And you just think, wow, that's... So not only have you pay, you're paying for the software, which wasn't cheap, I don't think. No, I think that was like a subscription-based service as well. They have to pay for somebody in the office just to run it. Yeah. Now yeah. it's just, it just runs auto. Well, our accountants was going to train me. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Previously, I remember that. yeah. And yeah. That, that was a few hundred just to train me how to use it. I think a lot of people don't do it because they find it intimidating. Yeah. And the, the, things have moved on so much. If you are starting out in business or anything like that and you're thinking, oh, accounting and all this maybe I should do an accounting course or a bookkeeping course you generally to get up and running you don't need to do any of that no. stuff just find one of the platforms that you've just recommended um there's loads of youtube videos as well about how you yeah. input stuff and yeah. it's so easy yeah so. it is it is it's really good so that's number 9 um which order to see these and they're all important <laughs> so do you just just your top 10 but there's in no order <laughs> yeah. it's okay so number eight um is communications so a, a business mm-hmm. really kind of lives or dies on its communication um mm-hmm. so we'll, we'll cover communicating with the customer but this is communicating with your team right or with your peers or with your freelancers or however however you want to kind of organize your your stuff um so slack is the obvious one uh, again it's free there is a paid version um we use slack and say it to, to work with our developers yeah it's brilliant it's, it is good i find it a little bit confusing because there's channels and you know a conversation when things move very fast a uh-huh. conversation can end up in the wrong channel yeah well you've the well, reason you, why i'm smirking you've done because, it as well <laughs> yeah no i get it but the reason why i'm smirking is because it's funny hearing you talk about slack because it's take because you hate learning a new yes. system a lot of the time yeah. and your communication methods up until slack was literally on messenger yeah and we would have our developers and you'd be on facebook messaging like, da, 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 and it'd be like this huge great messenger thread yeah and things will get lost. Yeah. And and I think that's how a lot of us do it. When we start out in business or anything like that, it's like, what's the easiest, most familiar thing to use? Okay, I'll just do that. Yeah. And what we were finding was that key points by were being missed by our developers yeah. because that we thought were being covered. And they were like, sorry? Like a few days later, we'd be like, have you done this? And like, did we talk about that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because um, they were further down the Yeah, and list. they kind yeah. of dragged you kicking and screaming over to Slack. <laughs> But the the good thing about platforms like Slack is that you can um, literally silo the conversations. So you can say, okay, this bucket or silo or whatever you want to call it, this thread is just all about what we'd love to have in the future for the yeah. service. This one over here is just all about the problems that need to be fixed urgently right now and yeah. so on and so on. So you have all of these different things that are siloed that... It just so there's no nobody's getting lost in a conversation. No, no nothing's missed. I think the free version of Slack is great for for just conversations. Yeah, like if there's more than one the, of you and there's several of you yeah. and you you all need to be moving towards the same place. Yeah. 
Yeah. If in terms of task management, it's it, I don't think it's quite up there. Yeah. Uh, the paid version might be. I don't know. I've not looked at it. But um, the the ones which can manage a conversation and tasks, um, as Trello is good. Yeah. Again, has a free and a paid option. Um, and then Monday and Asana, they're both yeah. good. But my preferred one was um, up ClickUp, yeah. which we used, didn't we? Um, I I liked ClickUp for. Again, just it's ease, ease of use. Um, yeah. And I think we were on the free version on that, weren't we? Yeah. So again, the free and paid versions of most of these softwares, um, yeah. or at least a free trial at the very yeah. least, so you do get to have a play with it and see what works. works yeah, great. a lot of the kit times, it's... they it's do a personal thing, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. It's it's that they can... They, they all have their merits, but yeah, what's the interface like? Do you like... Like Monday was a great example yeah. of that. In, we had somebody in business that we know who just raved about Monday. They yeah. were like, this is the most perfect, this is how I manage all my teams. Yeah. This is all the project, everything goes through Monday. We don't do anything outside of Monday. You and I started using Monday and we were like, just it's not something, it doesn't feel right to us. Well, also but... if you've got a big team, um, not necessarily a paid team, but you know, if you're working with freelancers or something and you, and you need lots of people on the system, yeah. most of them, if they do charge, or you're, you're using the paid option, charge per user. Yeah. And this is where Basecamp came in for us, yeah. for Smiley Booth, because um, we had like up to 20 people um, mm. that needed to have access to this. So that was a combination of franchisees um, and sometimes freelancers doing the roles yeah. or staff or whatever. Um, and they all needed access. And I didn't want to be paying per access to yeah. it uh, per user i wanted to pay a, a job lot and everyone yeah. could access and basecamp was one of the few that did that um, well basecamp's more i found basecamp was more a service that was good for they kind of documentation training and mm -hmm. resource management mm -hmm. so that people could add additional resources to um or, or like find particular documents yeah. and stuff like that i thought i thought basecamp was brilliant for that yeah. for, for smiley boo Whereas Trello and Asana and Monday and what was the other one you mentioned? Uh, ClickUp Click yeah. and all of those kind of stuff. And obviously um, Slack. They, they're more to do with, okay, if you have, if you need you and Task one different. other person or more, yeah. yeah, to be taking a project from beginning to end and you need a really transparent, clear way of communicating, yeah. those ones are great for that. Yeah. Like, it's just what fits for you. You really do have to play with them for your business. Because yeah. um, we tried loads um, yeah. until for, for Smiley Booth uh, until I found Basecamp. Um, and what we needed was quite unique because one of the main... Yeah. Um, uh, kind of communications between us and the franchisees is between them and our design team yeah. that create all the artwork for their marketing but also for their photos yeah. for, for clients and um, that's one of the services we offer to our franchisees and that was really difficult to manage because you yeah. know you're, you're dealing with photo files so they're not huge but it builds up when you've got lots and lots of customers um, and we just needed something where we could house the whole whole thing, and that worked really well for us. Well, yeah, and it's important to remember that if you if you're sat here either listening or watching this right now and just thinking, well, I don't really need that right quite yet, or oh, we're too small to do this, or no, we kind of just do it this way right now, and I've not really paid attention to it. The, the problem is, if you don't choose and define what the right way to communicate and hold this information is, and what the platform is someone else will for you and you'll be at their mercy so or you had that just, with designs right yeah you like, or you're just like muddle muddle your way through which is which is chaos which yeah, is and you, stressful you know if people when people say to you you know oh 
what would you tell your younger self or those kind of questions mm. i think i think starting the right way or at least attempting to it may be that you try something and that's not right for you so you try something else but but trying out these solutions that are available for free for free yeah. um it would be what i would always do yeah because because once you've started down a kind of sticky tape way of doing things yeah. whether that's and messengers are a great way yeah it's really doing. hard to move across yeah because you're also conditioning the other person to communicate in in what is a way that's inefficient yeah and and so not only have you got to change your behavior you've got to persuade them to change theirs yeah and, and we had that with the designs where you were like look i'm not going to ask answer any more design questions yeah on on messenger yeah if you need to do it you do it via base camp yeah uh, or whatever the platform you choose and and it's um and those people didn't like that. Like yeah. it took them, it took them weeks of before they were like, "Oh yeah, okay, yeah, you've well, told also me." Also, you end to. up being at the mercy of so many things as well, yeah. and that, and that was one of the reasons I initially didn't want to go over to Slack was because I already check email, I check Messenger, I check yeah. WhatsApp, and it's like for God's sake, there's all these things yeah. I have to check. Yeah, because that's convenient for them, but it doesn't make it convenient exactly. for you. And you're the one that's steering the ship. Yes. And that's the important thing to remember if you're listening to this is so. It's your responsibility to navigate your business, right? And to make the decisions in your business that move it forward. That's if you're a director, sole trader, or whatever it is. It's like, that's wholly yours. If it falls over, if it get, if it's slowed down, that's your fault. Mm. And so it's your responsibility to investigate these things and get them right. Yeah, absolutely. So that's um, internal comms. So external comms, like um, communicating with your, your customers, yeah. is you've got to have a customer relationship management system yeah um and again something that people go oh i don't need that it's essential yeah it really is as we've talked on other podcasts um it takes at least six or seven times for you to make contact with your customer your potential customer in order for them to buy so whether they hear you on a podcast or see something or whatever um and if you're kind of warming up that client you're building a relationship with them you need somewhere where you're going to know what's happened yeah. you know um, some kind of record where, oh yeah, I spoke to Bill Bloggs on such and such a day, he said this, then I sent him a text message, he said that. You, if you're dealing with lots of people, or if you're not doing it directly, but you've got a sales team that does that, mm -hmm. you still need eyes on that overarching system. Somebody calls, calls in with a complaint, well, what's the journey that this person's yeah. been on? Well, and if you're not doing that in your business right now with everybody that you're in contact with, then if you're, and you're based in the UK, you're, you're fundamentally breaking the law. Right? Oh, yes, that's true. So there's regulations uh, that were rolled in, um, GDPR regulations that came in, I can't even remember when it came in now, mm. a couple of years ago or whenever it was. And essentially, if your business is, is holding any data about somebody else and just an email address uh, and you're interacting with that person, then you have to have a, you have to be a, a responsible business in managing that data and you have to evidence that. Mm. So if someone makes a complaint about you and your business for even if it's completely just off the wall they shouldn't be making that complaint you need evidence that you're a responsible business owner yeah. and so a, a crm customer relationship management system is is, in, is so important in terms of well, and a that. decent one will do that for you yeah yeah automatically yeah, uh, they, sort out your gdpr yeah they will manage like 
uh, things like having your unsubscribes at the bottom of your email and all yeah. that kind of stuff so that you're you are compliant with how it's kept yeah. it's encrypted etc so it's all safe um yeah. so are you are you including in this the when you say about communications the responding as well or is that a separate one in your email term? you mean yeah no that's a separate one that's a separate one okay, yeah. we'll come to that in a minute but then but yeah in terms of it's also it also helps manage you a customer management system if it's any good what it'll do is you can set reminders because I think again coming back to the franchisee relationships that we have when we when we teach the franchisees so many times they will have a notebook or a diary mm. and they'll they'll just write everything in that all the time right and and say so, okay well that's good as a backup but it should not be the core aspect of like customer management mm. right and they will leave that we've had situations before where people will leave opportunities just because they've mismanaged their own data, right? So what I mean by that is they can have a great conversation today with an event planner, for example, right? But we're having this conversation in December of 2020 and they've had this amazing conversation with this event planner, but are any events happening in December 2020? Well, probably not. But will there be in the early part of next year and onwards? More than likely. So when would be a great opportunity to go back to that person after having this great relationship? Yeah. Well, probably February, right? So should you remind, should you remember to go back to them? Well, you don't have to. Just put it on the CRM and it will send you a reminder in February. Get it out of your head. Yeah. Too much time. People rely on memory. Well, this for is the thing. Up, any right? um, any good business owner or good company that you think oh they're so organized they're so on the ball it's actually normally not them they just know how to use systems because you're only human you can't remember all this stuff you're not a computer yeah um and it's 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 necessary there are so many platforms you know you might have had a conversation with someone on linkedin and then and then i don't know the same person has messaged you on twitter and you're like who's that and oh yeah and you can follow these kind of threads through and and a decent crm system yes they can be costly but they will grow with your business so the amount of people that you've got on there is is kind of what you pay for it normally and a lot of them do have free uh, starter platforms or at least trials but a good one and do do look for a good one will bring everything in so you can hook it up to your social media you can hook it up to your emails your your email management which we'll look at in a second you can um hook it up to your website you can i'm trying to think of the others that it does text yeah yeah, yeah. um blogs all sorts of things that you can hook into i mean the the zoho has a crm so that pulls in the the accounting information as well so your invoices and stuff so um yeah look look for kind of an all-round crm service some of them will be built in with email, yeah. um, whereas others you might want to... I think we started off with email. Capsule. Do you remember That's what Capsule? I was trying to remember, the one yeah. that we started off with. That was like €9 Euros a month yes. or something. Yeah, so but again, something that did t- I think it was a German-based company. More. I don't know if they're still around. It's not something I see very often. I haven't seen it for a long time. But yeah, that, that whole concept of um, trying to remember stuff and all this kind of stuff. So you, you should never be in that situation. You should just... Because if you think about it, you only have so much that you can ever do and remember and so much energy in any given day. And it should not be spent on reminding yourself about the, the, a conversation you had a week ago. If you just look at it in terms of, um, let's say in your business right now, you're doing hardly anything, right? And you think, okay, well, I'm just going to try and reach out. I'm going to try and have 10 good conversations over the next, every week mm-hmm. with somebody in my industry. And, and we'll go from there. And I'm going to do that for a month and mm-hmm. see what we're going 
Well, think about it, right? You reach out to 10 people per week, right? So by the end of the month, that's 40 people you've reached out to. But then you've got, okay, 40 people. You're probably going to have more than one exchange with them, mm -hmm. right? You might have a telephone call. You might have an email. You might have, a, you might have reached out to them on Facebook, LinkedIn, or whatever it is. So before you know it, you're in a situation where that one engagement has led to five. Mm -hmm. So straight away, you're in a situation where 40, it's now five times 40 interactions that you're having to manage. Yeah. And that's before you get into month two, where you reach out to the next 10 people. Well, and if you work with 10. someone else as well, because like, we're going to hit the phones this afternoon yeah. with um, the Say It service. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be doubling up on obviously what you're doing. Yeah. You might speak to the same person as that's on my list and or, or at least connected businesses. Yeah. You know, for the example, the care home industry lots of care homes are owned by like an umbrella company yeah, yeah, yeah so you need to know what's kind of going on with other people in your team in, exactly. in the in this kind of not just the sales system but it might be that you've got a salesperson and then once they've bought in the sale they hand it over to like a customer relationship yeah. person they need to know what's going on well, i think sometimes <laughs> the problem is um that when you talk like that and, and we describe some of the complexities of relationships that's daunting for people who haven't got these systems yeah. in place and there's often not... But again, it's building it the right way, isn't well, it? Well, it is, but it's how do you build it the right way? And, yeah. I, think, and I think that's what, what we learn over time. And I think a lot of small businesses struggle with and startups struggle with is, well, who do I ask? Mm. Like, how do I get... It's fine you saying I've got to build this system and I've got to have this CRM and everything else. Where the hell do I start? Because you can't just... Hang on, I'll go online. And you can, there's plenty of AdWords specialists that can yeah. sort out your AdWords yeah, yeah, marketing. Yeah social media specialists, there's mm -hmm. all of these things, but there's not very many people touting themselves out there as, oh, I'm a guy who sort out your CRM infrastructure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I get it, guys. Anybody listening and watching this and is going, well, I wouldn't even have a clue where to begin with this whole thing. The way we did it um, within our business was very organic. We started with nothing. Then we, we started with a little bit of, okay, we just need a central recording process yeah. first. And we'll just agree on what data is important about that person yeah. that we can reference. And what and it needs to be able to give us some kind of alarm bell to say that we should follow up on a particular day. So that was the first part of our building of our customer management system. Mm -hmm. Once we got that right and we let it run and it was bomb-proof, then we were like, right, what else would we like to know about that person that I'm currently having to remember mm -hmm. that possibly that could remind me about in the future? Mm -hmm. And that's how it grew. The, the, our customer management system is now very complex, but it's because it's a, we see a problem. It's like, how do we automate that problem yeah. so we're not having to remember it? I think, and that's how it evolves, right? I think there's two more steps of types of people on that kind of ladder as well. I think the next step up from that person just starting out, not, not knowing what, where to go with it, is you often get a, a solopreneur that does everything themselves yeah. and then they need to hire staff. Yeah. And of course, everything's up here. Yeah. And they just expect the staff to be able to know how to do things their way. Yeah. Um, and I think in some ways, that's one of the most painful points in business. It certainly was for us because you constantly get frustrated with your staff. Why can't they just... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or they've dropped the ball here and, and you're, you're so frustrated, but you've not communicated it properly. Yeah, that's right. Um, and I think the, the best advice I can give for those people is read Emith. Because yeah. the Emith... Yeah. Um, Emith Revisited is, is the, the latest one will take those th those thought processes out of your head and break it down into the most simple steps yeah. I think he gives an example um, 
think it, it's either him or it was when I did the the, the Disney based course. Um, no, I think it was a Disney based course actually, where the, the, there's a, a chain of nurseries, mm. and they, if you think a lot of nursery staff are mums. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lo- a lot of the time they've had kids. Mm. Um, they know how to change nappies, mm. but they will bring the staff in on the first day. This is how you change a nappy because yeah. they want it done their way. Yeah. So you, you have to go right back to basics and yeah. really kind of ask yourself step by step. Because we used our biggest fear in the events industry was forgetting an event, wasn't it? That oh, was our absolute. Yeah. Still is. Yeah. If the franchisee was to forget yeah. an event, yeah. We, uh, yeah, we try and make sure there's every reminder possible exactly. to make sure that never happens. So we had like a four-step process. Yeah. We had the physical folder where a booking form physically would be printed out and, yeah. and go. We had a physical calendar on the wall with stickers all over it so yeah. that you could see at a how many events are on a day. We're on a certain date. Um, and then we had our systems, I think five steps actually, then we had it all in, in the, the, the CRM system, system, the yeah. diary, yeah. Um, Maybe it was four. It was four or five, but it was all. Yeah. It, there was so many different ways that we couldn't forget an event. Yeah. Um. So that's that's the second person, and then I think the third person is um somebody that that has maybe built some of these systems, but they're incomplete, or yeah. they need to kind of pivot to a new system because they've out, outgrown it, and you know, again, quite a difficult place to be because mm. you're just like oh, all these things kind of coming at you. I I was very much that person, and it's only really been this kind of reset of 2020 that's made me kind of look at myself and have this opportunity to to redo things and for me the the biggest um kind of push to doing things the right way as Mm. it were rather than me kind of going oh it's okay I'll just write it on a piece of paper it'll be fine I'll remember it I'm good at remembering things all of this kind of stuff is freeing up your own space in your head because if you get all of that stuff if you take five minutes to take it out and put it on your CRM system. Yeah. You get the chance to think of other more important stuff. Yeah, well when you're not when you're not um, and we talked about this a lot in a previous episode about being you either in the business or you're either working in your business or working on the business. Yeah. And if you're not automating some of the fundamentals and using customer management systems is, is one of them. The accountants is another. And also, if you're not doing that, basically what you're doing is you're staying in your business. Mm-hmm. And that's fatal. You have to be you have to be constantly looking at optimizing and automating aspects that are just repetitive tasks a lot of the time. Yeah. And that's how you scale. And if you're not in business to scale, yeah. What's the point? Yeah. Yeah. If you it's that whole thing, isn't it? If you're not growing, you're shrinking or you're yeah, not Yeah, I, I, I heard backwards. a new one on that one. If you're not climbing, you're sliding. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like and you one. have to constantly automate because and automation and customer management systems and all this kind of stuff allow you the opportunity to step back yeah. and look at, okay, well, that's what we did. We were like, we looked back, it gave us the opportunity to look at the whole customer journey yeah. and go, where are we falling down? How can we improve this yeah. from the moment someone sees us all the way to after an event? Yeah. And it just allowed us to optimize. So definitely look at eMyth. Um, the CRM system we use is HubSpot. Yeah. Um, it can be an expensive platform, but they do have free beginning they've got the, yeah so they've got they've got a free version for you to try out yeah and i think you can have up to a million contacts on the free version yeah. it's just when you bring in the email that they begin to charge isn't I it think, i think yeah I th- well i think it's something like two thousand. you can do up to two thousand emails in a month on the free version um there's some there's some different options on there there's there's definitely limitations on the free version because you don't necessarily get all the analytical stuff and the a lot there's lots of bits missing from the right. free version but 
It's a very, basically HubSpot, it's an interesting one. Again, they don't sponsor this podcast, but HubSpot, we, the reason why we bought it into the business is because when we did our research, we were looking at, well, what are the big boys using and what are the big kind of agencies using to manage their corporate clients mm. and things like that? And we learned that HubSpot was a really popular one for that. And we'd used several different ones leading up to mm. that point. It was definitely a big investment to use it. But mm-hmm. the analytics and ability for us to be able to see what's going on in customer journey, what's yeah. going to, has been invaluable. We've yeah. been able to get web pages working exactly the way we want, social yeah. media working exactly. Uh, see when someone opens it, when they click on something, yeah. how many times they've clicked on something, yeah. all, all sorts yeah. of things. Okay, so email is the next one. Um, yeah. Having something to e- manage your emails. And I don't mean something like Gmail, where you send it from. No, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're sending out mass emails, especially sales emails, um, then you need something that's going to manage that journey for you. CRMs like HubSpot have it built in. Yeah. Um, I, Infusionsoft, Salesforce, they probably all have them built in. Uh, but you can have s- separate ones um, like MailChimp, um, yeah. which is which is free. Um, they have elements of CRM. They will kind of obviously collaborate all your, all your emails and stuff. They just won't have things like notes yeah. and stuff that you can add to it. Uh, so MailChimp, um, we use... Uh, <laughs> I forgot what we use. Um, begins with C. I always want to say Constant Contact, which is another one, but that's not the one we use. What do we use? Oh, you created for say it. Yeah. I can't even remember the name now. Isn't that awful? <laughs> I don't mean either. I always say the wrong one. It's always constant contact, but that's not what we use. So um, I constant will... contact just be mentioned several times. Yeah. We don't even use them. Um, <laughs> but I will put it on the Smiling Entrepreneur site. But uh, that's that's the one um, <laughs> that we use. And they're um... great. <laughs> <laughs> but it will. Uh, you can create. You know. Um, landing uh, mini landing pages yeah. uh, pop-ups on your website that will feed into your um into your uh, email system and and you can um connect them to other things as well so another thing we use is lead pages for yeah. for landing pages yeah um, to test but so okay it's, it's getting a bit deep now with some of the web pages stuff yeah. but just going back to the email thing first yeah if you have to automate your front end emails yeah okay if if like we often have this debate with small business owners and some franchisees where they're like, no, I like to respond personally to every email. Mm. And sometimes I do that. I'm like, I just want to send it. I don't want to build yeah. it into something. But It's like, if you're consistently getting the same lasted question from your inquiries, which generally, if they're landing on your website and they're asking and, and they're inquiring, it's normally because they, they're they normally asking the same blooming thing, yeah. right? It's normally like, how much does your service cost? Or how much is this? Or are you available for that? Whatever, right? So it's like, if you know that when somebody's on that particular web page and that's the type of question they're going to ask, automate the response because yeah. speed of response is a massive factor in your ability to convert the sale. Yeah. And it's something like, I'm going back a while now. It's been a long time since we talked about this to the franchisees, but it's something like your ability to convert a sale if you respond within the first two minutes um, on email, is is something like ninety eight percent higher mm-hmm. than than anything after two minutes. Mm-hmm. It's it's some massive difference mm-hmm. between. So you're not always around, right? You could be on the phone to a customer. You could be anywhere. Yeah. And so when that email comes in, uh, you you're not available. That two minutes window you've got to make that that change. Is not going to be well, it. even if it's a holding email, you know, we've got your email, you are important to us. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're just 
xyz at the moment i mean we used to have it when the whole team was out at events yeah you know if, if we had an email come in late in the evening on a saturday night yeah you know they weren't going to get a response from anyone because we were all working yeah. um so you know it'd be like we are out at events at the moment but you know email is important to us we'll come back to you first thing tomorrow morning or whatever yeah. it would be um so even, yeah even just having an autoresponder from that point of view is important yeah and some people and i've had this question before by people that say oh yeah but i really like the personal touch of writing this email out and and showing them really about who I am and all this kind of stuff. Just make that your copywriting for the autoresponder, yeah. right? It's like, and that's what it's called, by the way, autoresponder. So when someone opts in or they ask a question on your email, it automatically responds back to to them immediately. And, and it can still be personal to whatever, because you can have loads of different autoresponders. It's yeah, not like yeah, it's yeah. just one. So, you know, if they've if they've landed here, then it depends on the sophistication of the email service that you're using yeah. and, and what you're paying for. But, um, it, you know, if they land on this bit, they get this response. If they do this, if they've then they said, get that yeah, response. If they've, opt, if they've said that they're... So if, if they've said that they're, they want this particular widget, then the autoresponder that goes to them yeah. only talks about that widget. Yeah. There's, yeah, so they're they're what they call triggers yes. within the form, and then then and then the email goes out. But the point is, people get it's a bit like when people get obsessive about I want to create this on the yeah. web page, or I want to create my leaflet to look exactly like this. Yeah. Normally, those people that obsess about that level of detail yeah. are the same type of people that obsess about I want to write out my own email, and and that's great. By all means, if that's you and you're listening and watching this, and you, that's what you want to do, fine. Yeah. But you are making a huge amount of work for you and it's not adding to your success rate. It's not adding to your conversions, right? It also depends on, on what your service is. You know, if you're if you are very much a one to one business and you only have a handful of clients a year, you know, yeah, maybe yeah. you're like a high length high end coach and your packages are kind of four or five grand a person, you only work with a select few. Yeah, you only ever get like yeah, you literally only get five people a month ask you yeah, directly exactly. for your service. Then that's fine. Yeah. But if you're selling a, a anything kind of, I don't know what, sub a grand yeah. in, in terms of like a package cost or product cost or whatever it is, and you're, you're going to be churning out quite a few emails, yeah. then you need these systems in well, place. If, well, even if you're thinking, right, okay, well, it actually for me to make a sale, because this, so this goes back to what we were talking about with Siam on a previous episode where, in, have a look at that. It's a fascinating episode, by the way. Um, with Siam Kid, and the, the episode is called Siam Kid. I think um, it's episode 29. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's, um, but it's we. 28 or 29. Okay. <laughs> Could be anything. 20, no, it is 28 or 29. I'm just not quite sure which one. Right. Okay. <laughs> but in that, one of the elements of that conversation, we talked about cost per acquisition and cost per lead, right? So I'm not going to go into all of the detail now, but fundamentally it's, it was about, right, how many people need to inquire with you before you actually make a sale, right? So if you are selling a 500 quid thing, just for argument's sake, it might take you 100 people to talk to before you make that 500 quid sale. Well, if that's the case, well, then surely it's way, you're not, surely it's way more sensible to have 100 autoresponders that are in place so that you can identify because out of those hundred, they're not all going to be they're, they're not all going to be your perfect customer. Out of those hundred, there might be eighty of them at a tire kickers mm. that will never buy from you in the first place, and only twenty of them would actually be people that you should probably chase down, right? Mm. So surely it's easier to have a really great response, automated response for the hundred, and then when you start seeing behaviours that identify buying signals 
like maybe 20 of them responded or 10 of them responded in a particular way that you know, ah, that type of question leads down to a sale, then do your follow-up, yeah. like personalised email. Yeah. And focus your attention on the people that are going to buy, not on the 100 and the out of the 100, the 80 that had no intention to buy anyway. Mm-hmm. They just happened to be in the toilet when they saw your ad <laughs> and they just pressed, yeah, all right, I'm interested. They're not interested. <laughs> you were just convenient. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, that's, and I think that's the message we always try and talk to when we talk to other business owners or franchisees and that like It's like... If you're going to spend time on something, at least spend time on things that are going to get you a result. Well, and you do start to, um, after a while, notice the, the the signals yourself, don't you? You know, um, emails that we used to get that would start with, "What's the cheapest you can do it for?" Or yeah, like, you know, "We're not, yeah, we're not your business. They, you're not our customer." That per- exactly. Well, they might be. They might end up buying, but they don't require our time of physically being on an email because they're just looking for the cheapest, cheap, you know, cheerful option that they can have. Well, actually, I'm going to take back what I just said because <laughs> only in that. So a lot of the time, if you get an inquiry online. The first question someone will ask is how, and if you haven't put your, if your pricing is not clear on your website and the first question you get is how much are you? Don't think that, and all your conversations are, well, how much are you? Don't think that's because everyone's price sensitive. It's because that's the only question that they can ask Mm -hmm. that they're confident in asking. They don't know your service or product, right? So they're not going to, so with a photo booth, for example, they're probably not going to ask us, what DSLR camera do you use in that? Or what software have you got here? Or They're not going to do that because it's not within their realm of expertise or understanding, right? That's our job. Yeah. So the, what price are you or, or whatever it is, it's just the most, that's the way they want to start the conversation. Well, that, yeah, that, that's in. fine. But that's different to what's your cheapest package or yeah, 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 yeah. how yeah. cheap can you do this for? Or um, often the ones, the sob stories that you get that, you know, I lost my job last week, so I really can't afford much. So can you do me a deal? And those kind yeah. of things where you just know the conversation's not going where you wanted to go from no. the very first. Yeah, email. exactly right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So email manager. Um, where are we? <laughs> you need a pen to cross it out. <laughs> Along the same lines is um, social media manager. Hmm. So, um, and, and I don't mean that as a person, although... They're very valuable as well, but we'll probably do a whole another podcast. Yeah, we've on that. hired people for that. In yes, the past. I, I mean, as in a tool to help you, um, and, and and to help your your social media management. Social media managers use these tools. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, the uh, the role of a social media management tool, um, is to schedule um your your social posts. Which you can do yourself, you know, things like Facebook and that have scheduling built in. I find the Facebook, by the way, I had a go on that the other day. Just out, I've just changed out, just it, it, yeah. It's really clunky. Mm. I do, I, it's not intuitive at no, all. No, I know. They, they've changed it recently. Mm. Um, and if you go into your inbox, it throws you into into Facebook business and it's all a bit weird. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah very. Um, no, it's, uh, it, it does this across multi-platforms and that's that's the key. Yeah. Um, so if you if you are present on you know Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, for example, you you can post across all three with with a, a single click, and you can yeah. schedule that. Um, so that's um, what the main role of a social media management tool is. Um, some of them as well, which is actually the reason I use them over the scheduling, to be honest, is because they will curate content for you. Right. So if you can't, if you're struggling to find content, um, or you need to be. You've got a business that needs to be newsworthy, for example, um, and you know needs to kind of connect with things going on in the wider world. 
um, then you can use something like Hootsuite or Buffer and they will bring in articles that are relevant to what you do. Yeah, so yeah. you'll put in certain hashtags or keywords yeah. and the software goes out and finds, oh, this, this article is relevant to your business. Yeah. Um, and then you can obviously either use that article or use bits of it um, yeah. and, and repurpose that that information. Yeah, so this goes back onto if you heard yesterday's, heard or saw yesterday's episode, episode 33, yeah. that was all about how to make your social media what did you use the term? Repurpose. No. What was the t- title of it? How to make your... Oh, binge um, binge-worthy. How to sorry. make your content... Binge- yes, yeah. How sorry, to make your you con- threw me with the word social media because we didn't oh, mention it. Yeah. That was just one How of How to things. make your content binge-worthy. Yeah. And one of those ways is is about stepping up and having regular, piece, regular pieces of content every single day. Yeah. And repurposing other people's content um, and commenting on it is, is a very popular way to do that. Yeah. But scheduling is a massively important thing to do in your social media because you might have time today, but you have no, and you might think you have time tomorrow to do some social media posts, but you really don't know. Well, one of the main reasons is it's just so distracting. So if you can go on a platform, so you're not actually on the social media platform, one, that's that's one benefit because you're not distracted by it. But two, if you can batch all your content like one day a month for the whole month, then you're not, going onto these social platforms and yeah. like I do when I go on there and completely forget why I was there within a few seconds. Yeah, which is a crazy thing, right? Because we both experience that. Yeah. When you, you think you go, oh, I just go, why am I here? And, they, and, you, and before you know it, you've watched 10 cat videos yeah, and somebody absolutely. falling on their face yeah. and you're like, oh, I have no idea why I'm here. But, the, um, but yeah, we've been known to schedule social media posts for 12 months, yeah, like just literally daily sh- daily posts and we just literally blitz it. And then we said, right, okay, we know now there's a baseline level of content going out to our, all our social media platforms. And then when we have time, yeah. we'll, or, or something relevant. unique's happened in yeah. the day, we'll just add to it. Yeah. So, but we've created the baseline yeah. and scheduling platforms like that are awesome. For and that and, and companies like Facebook have got wise to that and that's why they have things like Facebook Live and they... They yeah. reward you for being on it because they know you're on the platform oh, rather than using the scheduler. That's interesting. Yeah, because they so they want people on the platform. Yeah, yeah. They not want you to go. Oh, let's watch 10, 10 cat videos. <laughs> yeah, and don't underestimate the power of um, things like social media. There's literally teams of people that are just working to keep you on that platform. That yeah. description we just said about why are we here, what we're we looking <laughs> at, that hypnotic state we go in. Yeah, is created. That's been designed that way. Yeah. It's not it's not by accident. So. And um we'll we'll do like future episodes, you know, just on social media, especially like Marketing Monday and stuff. But um one thing that's important to know for your Facebook page isn't about you necessarily creating a post that's gonna get seen because mm-hmm. like the percentages are tiny, especially yeah. if your audience is low, like two or three percent of your of what you post will actually get seen when you post it. But but seen by people that like and follow your content. Yeah. Right. So that's not just random people. That's literally someone's engaged. Only two to three percent of all of your content yeah. will be seen. But the important thing is it's filling up your actual page with with content because um I know that I do it. If I've found a new company or yeah. an, or a new person or personality or, or whatever it is and I want to learn a bit more about them yeah. I might check out their website but I'm actually more likely to go and check out their Facebook page yeah. because I know it's going to be more recent it's going to show me more personality of what they are as a business I can mm. see reviews because there's normally Facebook reviews so 
you know, I always do that. And if yeah. I get to a Facebook page and it's not been updated for like two weeks or something yeah. like that, I'm like, oh, and um, I'm yeah. like, oh, there's nothing really here and move on. Yeah. You know, so it's... There's companies now going, oh. <laughs> But it's so true. It's your short window. It is and more so window. than a website nowadays. I know, I know businesses that don't even have a website. They yeah. solely rely on Instagram and Facebook to, yeah. to shout about what they do. Lots of MLM, multi-level marketing companies do that. You know, people that yeah. sell things like um uh candles uh scentsy candles right. um you know juice plus uh, bosa candles that's not a multi-level market oh sorry sorry <laughs> but yes but your sister yeah that's right bosa yeah candles. she doesn't have a website She's she does all... now but she didn't start with yeah it was all so... yeah and what was that bed company do you yeah, remember yeah, the bed yeah. company so um oh anderson's themes and dreams um they um make awesome like bunk beds and things for kids out of yeah um, a bed that would look like a castle yeah or, yeah and yeah. with a slide and all yeah. sorts of stuff they they make these really cool beds um they do again now have a website uh have done for a few years i think but but they they went a good four or five years just on their facebook yeah. page and they grew that so aggressively massively as millions on there now yeah they're following so yeah i mean we'll, we'll do full-on podcasts on on social media tactics but but yeah don't think oh I, i'm not going to bother posting because nobody sees it yeah. which is true to a point but you still need it as your as your shop window yeah. and literally think of it like that i think if you owned a shop yeah. you wouldn't sit there with a blank window yeah you would that's make true. your window look nice and guys anybody watching or listening to this who thinks that we have this nailed all the time <laughs> we don't we're only human yeah. right and and life gets in the way sometimes sometimes you are pulled into aspects of your business that mean that you don't necessarily pay the right amount of time. And we've definitely been guilty of that. No, it's one of the thing, the great things about this podcast is it's kind of holding us account to all the things that we say we should do. I don't think, I don't think we've ever been as productive. <laughs> it's a bit yeah. of a case of do what I say, not what I do, isn't well, it? <laughs> maybe, maybe not at the moment. I generally think since the podcast started, yeah. like, I've level of gain has just oh, gone yeah, up yeah. significantly. Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree. Because, um, as I say, we're doing all the things that we, we know we should be we should doing. Be doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's social media. What number was I only? I, I, does it matter? <laughs> <laughs> there's just there's 10 of these things. There's no particular order. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4. Number 4. No? This is a fascinating <laughs> part of the episode. <laughs> number 5, actually, not number 4. Okay. Um, so we talked, uh, we've talked a lot about video... Um, We've talked a lot. <laughs> yeah, an hour a day for 34 episodes. Yeah. Um, we, we talk a lot about uh, video, um, uh, the need for video in your in your uh, business. There's so many ways you can do that. Um, mm-hmm. So many platforms, editing platforms, content platforms. Um, but the most basic thing that you need, especially nowadays with COVID and everything, is Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, and don't use, and I'm sorry to all these other platforms, but please don't don't use skype don't use facebook rooms don't use google hangout none of them oh really you have that much of a bias to, i do uh, well none of them have the main reason is we're not it... sponsored by zoom by the way no. god no if i google don't think hangouts... zoom need us to be no. need to sponsor. I, was, I was just about to say google hangouts came up and said we were going to sponsor you but <laughs> i yeah, doubt that no. yeah um so the reason being is um that zoom is is free anyway uh mm-hmm. for, for just one-to-one up to uh to uh, 40 minutes or, or even larger things up to 40 minutes. Um, but you probably do need more than that. But if you do pay for it, it's very low cost. It has loads of uh, other 
things that you can add to it. But my main reason for Zoom is because most other people are on it. Yeah. And you don't want to be trying to use platforms that people aren't familiar with or yeah. they're not on it. Um, you know. Yeah, because it's it is a cross. Uh, it's a it's a cross device app that yeah. everyone's familiar with. So you mentioned like the Google Hangouts. Yeah. Well, if you're an Apple user, yes, you won't necessarily have have used anything like yeah, Google Hangouts. Exactly. So. Um, and, you know, Messenger, you need to be friends yeah. with that person. Um, uh, Skype is okay. I'd say it's probably a bit old hat nowadays. It's, Zoom has kind of surpassed it, in term, especially in terms of popularity. Yeah, I, well, it's... it's there's a reason why it's become the biggest, the dominant player yeah. of 2020. Yeah, exactly. So um, it, it, I don't normally just advocate use what everyone else is using, but in this particular circumstance, because it's a communication tool and you need to be communicating with people, yeah. is Zoom. And do use it um, in terms of don't just pick up the phone to somebody, yeah. especially if you've got a product-based business, get them on a Zoom call because you can show them. That should definitely now be part of your sales process. Absolutely. It's, it's something that we're working on in the background for our businesses at the well, moment. People that, are familiar with it. Yeah, we're, we're, we're like, well, okay, you can't just rely on email. You can't just no. rely on a Facebook post. It's like, well, can we, can we get them on a Zoom call? Yeah. Exactly. And we actually have a chat about this service or product. Whatever. Yeah, and, and if you're selling to many, um, webinars is also a great way to, to sell things. So do use video as much as you can in, in your marketing, but that, that's way too much of a big topic to cover in this. Um, but for your communications, just use, use Zoom for, for all sorts of things. Because you record it as well. Yeah, I, I had um, uh, my uh, PR mentor, um, Amanda, who will be joining us on a podcast next week. Um, she um, She will often send me a little message, um, you know, if, if I've sent her something and she, she's like, oh, you need to make these improvements and she'll record it on Zoom and just send it to me, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is, is so much more powerful than her, you know, leaving a message or typing it out for yeah. me because I can see it. I can go on it on my time. Yeah. Um, and, and it's just, yeah. It's yeah, including it in sales process stuff and relationship management stuff is really important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I should imagine things like your CRM and that will probably integrate with that nowadays as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we've not tried that yet, have we? So um, number three is um no number four (laughs) i'm so bad with numbers (laughs) it's just note taking it's a really simple thing but again in the kind of scheme of um getting things out your head is uh, and we mentioned it i think on yesterday's podcast is evernote yeah and just just for uh you know i've got lists on there of uh, people that i'd like to have on the podcast yeah um you know um ideas just just all the stuff that clogs up your head (laughs) yeah i mean and whenever we have we had a big conversation yesterday about smiley booth over the course of 2021 yeah load of ideas around that and it's just right it is that process of get the stuff out your head and onto uh, either just something that you can capture because you will forget yeah that's the biggest problem isn't it you'll have these fleet moments of inspiration or clarity yeah that if you don't grab them and put them on something like Evernote yeah. and stuff like that, they're lost for good. And, and yeah. the beauty of them is they're in the cloud, you know, yeah. so you, you can um, access it from anywhere. Well, Evernote's free as well, I think. Yeah, there's, <laughs> again, there's a paid version. I, I use the free one. I don't know what the paid yeah. version's like. Um, but you, And you can add to it anywhere. I mean, I got to the kids' school a few minutes early yesterday and I was listening to a podcast and yeah. it gave me a couple of ideas and thing. And right there was my phone, obviously, yeah. and I could just add a couple of notes to my Evernote. Um, well, and you can share. That's the other good, good thing about it is you can share notebooks with somebody. So we yeah. have 
a handful of notebooks on Evernote where we both contribute to it. Yes. So the like kids ones, things like that. Yeah. 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 And you can um, clip from websites as well, can't yeah. you? So you, yeah. if you find a website, you think, oh, this is a useful website. I'd like to come back to that. You can just clip out the link and um, put it into into your Evernote. Yeah. There you go. That's Evernote. Um, uh, Canva number two. Um, this saved us so much pain. Yeah. Canva. Uh, again, by the way, everything we're discussing, neither sponsors or anything like that, it's just tools that we really enjoy yeah. using, isn't it? And uh, when I think of how hard work design yeah. was. I mean, I, I still use Photoshop. Um, I'm self-taught on Photoshop, mm -hmm. but it... It is a complex system. It's a huge learning curve. Um, and unless you're doing graphics for, uh, you know, print, where your printer will require a certain level of, of standard and, and file size and quality and all these metrics that Canva won't necessarily support, um, although it does actually do print nowadays. Um, oh, it does. It? Yeah. Um, but unless you, you need something complex, then um, I would advocate Canva every day. Um, and I, I do use the paid version. Um, That's C-A-N-V-A. Yeah. I use the paid version, which I think is £10 a month. Um, and that just gives me access to, like, for, for just one simple tool, for example, that, again, is massively um, time-saving, is if you create a post that is sized to go on Facebook, for example, yeah. and then you want to put the same post on Twitter, yeah. you just press resize, which is a paid option. Yeah. But it will just rejig everything for yeah. you so that you're not, like, fiffing and faffing around. Fiffing, is that a word? It's not a word. <laughs> it's, it's my new word. <laughs> fiffing, and, fiffing and faffing. You sound so posh <laughs> right now. Spiffing. Yeah. <laughs> and... <laughs> I could yeah. say fiddling and farting around. Okay, you could. Now no, that's captured for good on the on the podcast. We've lost Kate, I'm afraid, guys. We got to episode 34 and we've lost you. Anyway. <laughs> and yes, yeah, so you don't have to play around with it. Okay. Are you okay now? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, so social media posts. Are you sure you're okay? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, uh, you've thrown me now, but if you see any of like uh, the Smiling Entrepreneurs uh, YouTube channel, if you see any of the artwork that's used on the, the graphic that's used for the video, that's all Canva. Yeah. Um, the, it's basically, it's a super, super easy tool to use. We've used it for social media posts a lot. Yeah. We've used it to create... Um, artwork for leaflets and, yeah. and stuff in the past i've i've had clients before that i've been asked to do work for around say for example uh, i did something recently for a company that needed to understand a marketing schedule right yeah. so how to get their heads around well what are we actually doing and where yeah. should we be next month and the month after and, and i was really scratching my head in terms of working out well, how the hell do i present this in a really obvious way yeah. And then Canva had the solution. Was well, so it? many of us are visual learners. Yeah. You know, we need to kind of be able to see stuff. Mm. Um, and it, it just makes those kind of things really easy. I mean, there, there, there is still a place for, you know, branding experts like Liz, for example, that yeah. we had on one of the podcasts. Graphic designers. And, and graphic designers, absolutely. Um, logo designers, people that will, um, that their talent shines through yeah. and, and gives your... Um, your service and everything else you offer credibility. But if you just need a quick fix because yeah. you need to send somebody something visual so that they'll understand it, yeah. or you just need to, you know, you've got something already and you just need to add your logo to it or, or whatever it is. But those quick fixes, they, they aren't worth 
your time in explaining to a graphic designer or or, no. or the cost. You just just use it. You and just get done. it out there. It's like sometimes okay. sometimes the not using these tools is just an excuse, right? Not yeah. to get things done. It's, so, for example, smiling entrepreneurs. Obviously, this is a daily podcast, but as part the, the th- one of the things there's, there's lots of things that are kind of underpin the podcast. But one of them is YouTube. And there's three videos a day minimum yeah. that go out onto YouTube of the back of the podcast. Yeah. So each one of those needs and it needs a graphic. And there's no point. There's no well, point in paying somebody to do well, there that. There is in is the there? future, but but as we've been completely open and honest with this this podcast, we're bootstrapping. You know, yeah. we're not making a penny from this at the moment. It's an experiment to see where it goes. We wanted yeah. to share our journey, share our content, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, we're not going to pay somebody to create graphics for us at the well, moment. Well, and I actually quite enjoy the process, and oh, yeah. that's the that's the good thing about Canva. If if you've not heard of it or you don't currently use it, just go on and have a play because yeah. that, we talk about. Um, making things seem easy mm-hmm. they canvas got that nailed it oh, seems yeah. to have it seems to be able to pull together content and design in a way where you come back you step back and go that looks really good yeah and it's because they guided you through the process yeah. in a really what's the word when it's intuitive intuitive way yeah. there we go yeah. um so that's uh canva canva.com um another one uh, is a headline analyzer um so um if you need a headline for a blog, for um, social posts, uh, for YouTube videos like ours, uh, podcast titles, whatever it is, um, you know, there's lots of kind of SEO tricks um, as to uh, and psychology tricks as to what makes people click on those, yeah. what will rank higher um, on on search engines, all sorts of kind of things. Um, your headline is super super powerful, and it's quite hard to achieve that. Um, yeah. So. You can come up with a headline, um, like for example, this one, top 10 essential tools to give small businesses the edge, right? right. Type that into a headline analyzer um, and I'll put some links on, on the page. I, I can't think of the ones I use off the top of my head. I use two or three different ones. Right. Um, and you just type it in and they will tell you how powerful that is. Right. And okay. they'll tell you the, the power. Well, based on SEO ranking and things like that. Yeah. Well, that's why I use a couple of different ones. Sometimes it's SEO if I'm, right. if I'm looking at the blog. Sometimes it's just psychology. I want people to click on my my post on on facebook yeah um and, the, and they will categorize it and you and it's very again visual learning they'll give you like a kind of like a like a pie chart kind of thing yeah, you know yeah. how successful this is um and where it should be in the like red orange or green um and and sometimes some of them give you suggestions as well yeah. like why not swap this word for this word it's a more powerful word or it's a yeah. more emotive word or whatever it is so i use those all the time now because otherwise you end up second guessing yourself for ages yeah like, is and this d- a good headline is it not mm. yeah and if you're if you're listening or watching this and thinking oh well, yeah but i just want it to be hang on guys you were talking about being authentic and it's authentically me and everything else Yes, absolutely. But that doesn't mean that you're great at write, writing the right type of title and copy that actually makes people want to, to look well, at so what, how no great point, you are. Yeah, there's right? no point being authentic if nobody's going to open it. Exactly, <laughs> right? And so you, using those tools will help. The more people you can reach and see what you do, and the more value you, the more value you can give. And so those tools will help. Well, 90% of people. the time you're too close to it as well. Yeah, you yeah. know what you mean. Um, but it doesn't mean that it's come across very well. Yeah. So putting it into these headline analyzers will will let you know that it's it's you know yeah. worth if you're off the mark. Or not. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, and the last one I think. Last one. I think so. Let me cool. just double check. Yep. Okay. <laughs> 
the last one is uh, video hosting. Uh, so I actually said on the video conferencing, I wasn't going to talk about video hosting, but I, I did do some in-depth into um, video hosting, um, which is so important now because we've talked about all this, these video marketing channels. And again, it was something that used to be extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, you would have things like Adobe Premiere, um, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones, but the but complex editing suites. Yeah. That were well, not, we used to use Adobe Premiere yeah, all the time. They were n- not only complicated, but heavy duty on your computer. Yeah. Like take up. Oh, yeah. Some laptops wouldn't run. Yeah, exactly. Take up huge amounts of, of space on you and expensive. Yeah. Um, whereas nowadays you can you can edit in the cloud um, very easily. Similar to um, the social media management tools, they will bring in stuff that you can edit. So they will have yeah. like pre-made um, adverts that you can just plug your text into or they will bring in like stock footage. And I don't advocate stock footage a lot mm-hmm. um, because again, it takes away from the authenticity and the yeah. genuineness that we're, that we're talking about. Um, but it's it's fine for, you know, like the cover image or, yeah. um, you know, just using little bits of it to, yeah, yeah. It, it might be that. If it just helps highlight a moment in the video. Yeah. Like it's a, uh, it might be that I don't know you're 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 doing a video of your overseas team, yeah. so you want a, a graphic that shows yeah. where they are or yeah. something something like that. You know that's absolutely fine to kind of put elements in, um, and it, it saves a lot of time. And then to to get user generated content and video testimonials, um, you can use anything like things like Dropbox and stuff like that to yeah. upload your footage, or you can you say it. <laughs> say it. So yeah. um, Say It Our Business makes it really easy to get user-generated content and videos from people yeah. because it's just a link. So yeah. they don't have to have a YouTube account to upload their, their videos. They don't need they to... They can upload from any device. Yeah, they don't need to be sending it. Well, if Even if they do send it on Dropbox or something like that, it's complicated your end because well, you, you have to download, download it. Yeah, and, and files are different sizes. The beauty of Say It is we designed it to be easy <clears throat> so that um, it, it transforms the format. Yeah. So you're not dealing with who, even if they've uploaded a hoofing great complicated file that isn't recognized by some software, our software will, will do all that for yeah. you. Yeah. And place it specifically on the page. Yeah. Ready to use. Yeah. No so issues. So you can just download that video and use it wherever you like. Yeah. Or just a link to it. So, um, yeah. So check us out as well. Say, say-it. That's S-A-Y dash I-T dot co. Yeah. And that's, we've got business services on there. So just a quick recap. I'm not going to do this in the right order. <laughs> um, I might do. But 10 um, is using some kind of uh, payment system to take card payments. It doesn't matter that you have to pay a percentage. It is so worth it to get people buying your service there and then. Also use some kind of accounting software to send invoices and to track your transactions um, because it will take a thousand headaches away from you and look more professional to your customer. (laughs) I knew I'd get lost. Number eight, it was comms. Um, using some kind of communication system for you and your team or you and your freelancers mm-hmm. um, is essential because it gets lost on other platforms. Um, an outward communication tool such as a, um, a customer relationship management system where you can keep all the conversations that you have with your customers in one place. Using either a built-in email management system within that or a separate one. You've got um, a number of these as you go. Again, is is really important. A social media management tool again will take up loads of headaches and time, mm-hmm. and make sure that you reliably post on social media. Which, if you listen to yesterday's podcast, you'll understand why that's really key. Um, video conferencing, 
use something like Zoom. Well, sorry, use Zoom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something like Zoom. Yeah, we um, got the impression that there is no other than Zoom for you. So, yeah. Not for me. Uh, it might work for other people, but use what everyone else is using is, is the bottom line there so that you can um, you can jump on a call really quickly with people yeah. um, and, again, get that, that sale across. Um, Note-taking is... Evernote is the one that we use. I'm sure there's others, but, yeah, but um, we, we love Evernote. We've used Evernote for years. Um, Canva to create your designs. Um, there's still places for things like Photoshop, absolutely, but uh, and as I say, for designers. Um, but Canva again, if it's just quick and easy, yeah. just yeah. use it. Headline analyzers um, for creating the perfect headline that's going to get things opened. And number one, some kind of video hosting and video editing software so that you can collect genuine user-generated content and testimonials from people. Ta-da, cool. I did it. <laughs> well done. Good. That's episode 34. Yes. Well done. <laughs> Have a good day, all. See you tomorrow.